You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Store. So, Jeff. Yes, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, right? Yeah. You're you're a father. I am. And you have two kids. Two kids. Yeah. And are one girl almost six, one boy just turned four. Cool. Shop is closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No other plans. That's it. Jesus, no. <laughs> no. My so here's the thing. I'm expecting. Yes. Well, Sinead's expecting. Yes. <laughs> I was like, am I gonna have to clarify? <laughs> yeah. I mean, her her big complaint is, God damn it, why can't you, Andrew, carry yeah. this? Why do I have to go through it? And we've all seen that irony movie. Yes. <laughs> um so we're expecting and we're really excited about it. We don't know what, what the sex is and it's my first baby, right? Yeah. Um, to the best of my knowledge, no, it's my first baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I traveled a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, what adv- advice would you have? Would you be giving to someone like me, just starting off? Right. Start from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to tell you the one thing my wife always tells everyone, and that's like, I can't really give you that much advice because every kid is so different that it's a bit of a falsehood. Yawn. Okay. Now, that only <laughs> relates in terms of like, you'll get people like, oh, how much do they sleep? And when did you feed them? And you're going, I, I don't know, because we have only two kids and they were both totally different experiences in that regard. Right. But I suppose what I can tell you, you know, from all my many years of fathering. <laughs> um, I remember when I knew that we were expecting first and we found out it was going to be a girl. And then I went, oh Jesus, hold on, a girl. Okay, have I been a good man in life? Do I need to examine my own behavior around how I interact with women in my life? Did he actually do that? Did it make you kind of... Oh man, big time, big right. time. From like week 22, 23, whenever we get the scan onwards, I was just like, holy shit, holy shit. Have I been, like, I, I think I'm a reasonable person and I think yeah. my behavior has been good, but I started to like... I don't know, Jeff. Re-examine, yeah, no, right? I don't know. Shh, the listeners don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to re-examine my approach in life to certain things, um, and that, that was gr- that was grand, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be the role model in, in in her life as as what to expect from a man. And I feel, Did she always consent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, like you don't, you start asking all these kind of questions to yourself, yeah. and then that was grand. I just got a handle on that. Way off and dark, uh, it's sorry. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I just glossed on past. Yes. Um, Moving on swiftly. So then I was like, oh, you're, then like you know, we were expecting again. It was like it's going to be a boy, and I was like, oh shit! Now I also have to show him how to you know. And not that that's the most important thing in life, but it, I find it really makes you question a lot of your own behavior because you suddenly realize that every single thing that you do from here on out for the rest of your life is going to be something that they see. Yeah. And I very much believe that, like, you know, kids are definitely a, a product of their environment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You like, know, I'm, I'm very much like less nature and more nurture. Um, yeah. And it's like, you just you think long and hard. I find about everything you do. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess so. To, to that, one thing that's become more apparent to me—I couldn't tell you why—but it, it really like you think of. I thought of anyway before I was ever ever knew I was going to become a parent. Was mm. I thought you teach kids, you know, what they're going to be or how they should be, mm. and it seem it seems from what I hear from friends of kids and whatever. Yeah. And the reality is you kind of show them instead and you kind of lead by example. 
and they, they, they actually probably feed a lot more. Now, correct me if I'm wrong mm. here, but they kind of feed off your energy. If you're going to be, yeah. Rather than you telling them you should read more, yeah. if they see dad reading more, yeah. they're probably going to go, well, you yeah. know, and take it on. And you shouldn't smoke, you yeah. know. But if they see dads, uh, in, rather than smoking and drinking weekends, he's off doing activities and, you know, ride, riding his bike through the mountains or whatever else. And do you want to come along? Or what, you know, that kind of thing. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. alternative. Is that, is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I found lawyers like they want to be involved from a very young age. Yeah. And it's kind of important, even if you make up some job for them to do as part of whatever you do, be cooking or cleaning or whatever. It's like everybody wants to feel like they belong somewhere. And I think that doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, lead by example. I know that sounds the most hackneyed phrase. But yeah, you got to remember too, like rationally speaking, it's very hard to explain things to kids because yeah. I'm, I've done it. And then two minutes later, they're like, hmm, what was that? You know, because <laughs> they don't even remember what you talked about because it yeah. can't. But the feel of what you do or the general vibe or atmosphere in the house will definitely definitely rub off on the kids yeah um and it's it's small things like you know um like i'm someone who just i i can't i think i mentioned this previous episode i can't really have a minute silence in my life and that like i'm always listening to music whatever and i've seen that on tia now that she's older she's constantly wants music or she's constantly singing or whatever it might be that's only a small thing but you can see that that obviously came from that kind of environment just no more than like for them, being in a household with two languages, it, it hasn't been a big deal to them to mix and match because they're so used to it. Right. That they don't think about it. They'll like blend two different they'll blend English and Chinese when they're talking. That's such a that's such a cool trick to have. It is because like no one's told them yet that, oh no, you need to speak this or just this. No. To them it's just words and concepts and they're trying to tell you something. Yeah. So And it's got such a rich arsenal to their use. Yeah. Like because you know, obviously, it goes without saying. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm some smart aleck lecturing or whatever, but it goes without saying that, you know, different words connote slightly different. In different languages, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, in, in Maltese, you know, if you said, you say please in English, right? Yeah. Um, you know, could you please hand me this or whatever? In Maltese, you'd say yekyorjbok, which is kind of if you don't mind or if you please, which is mm. in a similar vein. Yeah. But. The tone and the way it's employed is like it. We've we've developed a shorthand. It's like, could mm. you please give me yeah, just yeah. quick, short, off the cuff? Whereas Maltese is almost more laborious, which is probably why they don't use it that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, and that, you know, you've seen that thing on social media where you know Germans, you know, say Schmetterling. I was just thinking that that's the word for in between like and love, right? Isn't there something like that? Well, Schmetterling, I think, is butterfly. Yeah, yeah but I don't know what. I mean, I don't speak German, yeah, like, yeah. but it's just, anyway, sorry, you were saying, so. Oh yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I think environment is, is definitely a massive part of it. I mean, if, I'll push it this way, right? I've met my own parents and look at this, I turned out fairly okay. So you may say so, I couldn't possibly oh, yeah, comment. I know, right? <laughs> so I figure, right, you know, they managed all that without the handbook that none of us get and without the constant parent, like, don't no. Well, look, this is my opinion. Yeah. You know, the only person that can teach you about your kid is yourself. And yeah, yeah, there can be general stuff that would apply. Obviously, like in regards to terms of health and, and feeding and whatever, there's, there's parameters for all that there. But who knows 
what your kid will be like or how they'll behave. You know, yeah. as I said, I can't remember this before we started recording, after we started recording, like, like while my two kids are similar in some aspects, they also couldn't be more different. You know, like my daughter is so, like she's very sensitive, very like tuned into people's emotions around her. Like she will know when something is off with someone in the house. She'll be very, you know, the empathy she'll have for what's going on and she'll pick up on someone in a bad mood or someone who's upset straight away. Whereas like, to be honest with you, short of my son running into a wall, I don't think he'd notice, you know, like... (laughs) You'd be looking at him. You go like, "Hey, hey, don't, don't, don't climb up there!" But he'd be like, "Why not?" As he continues to climb up something, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. Whereas with her, you'd be like, "Don't climb up there; it's dangerous." She'd be like, "Oh, okay," and she'll come straight down. You know, right. it's just. So it's okay. So, first of all, is it a really weird thing? I suppose it must be the most bizarre thing to hold this little crying, sort of pooping, you know bundle in your arms and begin to see elements of yourself in it already yeah yeah I always thought that whole like oh he looks just like your head was kind of nonsense until you you look at your own kid and you do realise oh yeah can you see it you can look at your own kids and go like oh yeah she's got a bit of me or he's got yeah a bit yeah yeah is that Um, weird yeah it's definitely weird when you see pictures of yourself as a kid and you go hmm you look at him and you look at yourself and you're like whoa that is a bit odd yeah um you're not going to break them, as it turns out. You know, I mean, yeah. like you see nurses in the hospital who basically swing them around by the ankles. You know? <laughs> Whereas you're there, like like you're holding a glass bowl full of fireworks. Yeah. You know, I think so long as they're not wearing a habit or something, you should be fine. Yeah, exactly. Controversial. Is it though? I mean, not we all really know no, it now. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but um, yeah, and and so talk me through a little bit, like preparing. For so, or actually, you know, tell me, yeah, when you found out, first of all, yeah, when you first you said it was your boy's the oldest, right? No, my, my daughter's the oldest, your daughter's the oldest, yeah. six, yeah. How did you find out? Like, how, how were you told? Uh, I remember correctly, I was halfway around a roundabout when my wife decided to tell me, and I nearly crashed the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a roundabout at Fort Lorenzo in Salt Hill, it actually was, I remember, and uh, yeah, I suppose. It takes a while to process it because you understand very quickly that while it's a great thing and a positive thing, your life is going to change completely. And that's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing. Like, it's just that your, your life learn- is over. <laughs> uh, one of the lads said, Welcome to hell. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I like you just. <sighs> I do find now that you kind of wonder, what did you do with all that time you must have had in your life before kids? Because, like. Recover. You know, I recover f- from the night before. Yeah, generally. true. Yeah, I feel now like, like man, I waste all that time before I had kids. I must have had so much free time. But yeah. I also always think that you always just fill up whatever time you have with whatever it may be. So yeah. it's just grass is greener kind of vibe, you know. Um, ah, this is the usual kind of preparation, you know. Get the get the room ready and yeah, you know, yeah. Build, we're doing that in the build, moments. For, yeah. For, yeah, enjoy that because if you go to have a second one, second one, you'll be like. Box, box would be fine. Won't yeah, <laughs> they can sleep in that There's a drawer here. We can <laughs> just a space squeeze over there. Yeah, yeah. second no, kid gets skanked, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you we, can wear your sister's clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no, there's no kind of gender identity. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sure, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was good for David Bowie. It's good for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, like, look, it's only so much preparation you can do, really. Yeah, you know. I do remember the first night in the hospital when um, 
I was waiting there and Yvonne had gone for a sleep and I was holding our daughter Thea and I, I don't think I moved my arms for about an hour because I was afraid she'd wake up you know yeah. I just now like you know obviously well not right now because we can't but like you know when I've other, had friends who've had new babies you just go ah grand you just grab it it's fine like you know because you're used to it yeah whereas you can see first, first time parents is just like you know <laughs> I'm already scared shit. But I've got this funny thing. This is the really weird thing, right? Going off on a bit of a tangent again. <laughs> but whenever I'm around other people's kids anyway, yeah. I've kind of traditionally felt a bit odd and kind of self-conscious. And it's it's more because, oh, here is this guy yeah. hanging around my kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Even if, they, if you're friends with them. And like I've met Sinead's friends and everything and... You know, a lot of them have kids, and you know, yeah. I played with the kids, and da, da, da. but it took me a while to feel like it'll always be a bit weird if you don't because like I'm totally normal, I swear. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah, really selling know. this. Yeah, I mean, look, I would have been the same way too, yeah. and it's because you, you haven't really built up that rapport. Well, maybe some people have, yeah. especially guys generally, they haven't built up the kind of rapport that way to relate to kids. No. Um, it's like coochie coochie cool. Yeah. I feel really weird doing this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's the thing, like I, I think I, I've said this before too. Like I never really speak to or have spoken to the kids like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you said that before. Um Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. There is that bit of weird kind of especially if it's early in the relationship and they're like, Oh, look at my friend's kids, and you're like, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and it I it I've found anyway, it seems, the like the simple stuff correct me if I'm wrong again but so far playing with my friends kids the simpler stuff really they do actually really enjoy it. they're not just humoring you the kids like if you're playing Spider-Man with the boy and you know r- running him up walls and pretending to be Spider-Man yeah, yeah. and he's going hey yeah. hey whenever yeah. it's like he is actually enjoying it like it's oh, not yeah. like he's not just humoring this big lumbering idiot going yeah, yeah. hey let's play <laughs> yeah. Woo! you know he's he's really loving it and he when he says do it again and again and again yeah, be ready for that yeah but it took me a while to be like Really? Really? I'm pretty sure my son doesn't understand what one more time means because it's always one more time. Yes. <laughs> Despite how many times you do it. Yeah. And yeah. it'd be like, last one? I'm like, yes, last one. They'd be like, one more time? I'm like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from, aside from, you know, the fear of like dropping your kid, mm-hmm. kid's an ugly word actually, isn't it? Like baby goat. Uh, yeah, but we're so you like children seems very removed as well. Like yeah. you know, offspring is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Every sperm is sacred. <laughs> but yeah, aside from you know dropping and or killing your your kid, yeah. do you have any other anxieties about it? About like I'm going to be a dad. You know, was there anything else you were scared about? Um, see. I think I'm weird in that like I always conceive of things in the long term no she conceives well sorry yes <laughs> conceptually I think about things in the long term we're both very confused about who's having babies around here um, I, 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 like I always I'm think expecting she's delivering like. <laughs> yeah sorry any minute now it said DPD between 746 and <laughs> uh, like I always like I'm always thinking out there, man. You know what I mean? Like I was just saying this to you yesterday. It's like I'm thinking more about like the kind of people that turn out to be down the line, and I'm I moderate my behavior every day based on yeah what I want to show them and teach them. I I worry less about the day to day because hey, like you know we've all grown up and we've all managed to feed ourselves and wash ourselves, so that's 
that's just routine. That's just something you do. And we're lucky that we live in a, a first world country where so like kids have access to you know from a good young age if 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 your partner or wife isn't feeding themselves the good quality formula, whatever it may be, there's access to good hospital. Yeah. Unless something freak happens, like we had, we've had a bit of it. We had like uh, foot and mouth with our son. We had um, emer- what? Oh yeah, emergency burst appendix with our daughter last Christmas. Wow. Um, so we've been through that whole like rush to the hospital kind of crack in scenarios where you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that stuff you have no control over, and you can't do very much about like silly accidents if they break a hand. Yeah, but that's all manageable, and it seems like a crisis in the moment. <laughs> that's all manageable, you know. Kind of, well, it is though. Yeah. It is. I mean, we spent last Christmas in the hospital, you know, because um, of the burst appendix. Yeah, yeah, yeah it happened on twenty second of December, and we'd have an emergency surgery, and she ended up being in there until sometime in January. Jesus. Um, but you know what? It was shite at the time. It yeah. was, but she'll forget that, you know. Yeah. And like you know. It's just a story I'll tell when she's older. <laughs> Genuinely, and over like drinks, it, yeah, right over drinks, yeah. And at the time, it was terrible, but it's it's done and dusted. And I, I won't say any none of that matters, but it's crises you can manage. Yeah. Whereas for me, I think about the fact that if you get it wrong as a parent in teaching them how to be a good person, yeah, that's the stuff that I totally. freak out about. Totally. You know, and I also obsess over weird shit like better have a good taste in music if I don't yeah. start now playing good music to them what's 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 good music like give me an idea now okay so I've started to oh god no one could be in trouble here yeah. I've started to build a playlist for them and I, what I've started to do is like pick stuff from different eras of music oh cool and build up their their library I'm like okay well like, you know, obviously like, as we mentioned earlier on Bowie is important yeah. in that period you need a bit of Led Zeppelin in there and then getting into modern era early 2000s we could probably leave that one out yes <laughs> Let's skip the years 2000, yes. 2009, I'd say safely. You know, like, yeah. But just stuff like that, you know. Umbrella, Ella, Ella. Uh, yeah. We'll just, <laughs> just, we'll just scoot that to the side. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nothing happened. They, they closed down the music industry for 10 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know, silly stuff like that. That's what I, what I think about. And then I'm like, man, you know, there's so much that happens in the world these days. Trying to deliver all that information into their heads. Yeah. And also understanding that, like, I'm going to be the person that when I was a kid, when I looked at my parents, they're like, what are you on about you old person? You Possibly. you know, I don't want to listen to that thing from... <laughs> yeah. So that's where my head is at. I'm in a weird kind of like, the day-to-day will manage itself. I'm kind of the same though. You know, I you'll can, feed yeah. them, you'll clothe them, they'll get yeah. washed, all that'll be grand. Yeah. I mean, toilet training is no crack. I can imagine. At all. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the same time too, as what comedian ever said, I can't remember what comedian says, like, it's not like anyone's ever grown up and not known how to use a toilet. You know, they, yeah. they get there eventually. Like, it's not like you're in work one day when you're 40. It's like, just never learned, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Would you oblige? Yeah, sure. <laughs> It'll just happen, you know? Whereas I think the bigger picture stuff is the stuff that I kind of yeah, sometimes freak out about, you know? Like I said to, I said to Sinead, like, I don't care if my, if our child turns out gay or transsexual or you any number I don't care just as long as they don't come home and tell me they're conservative yeah like, yeah, yeah. it's like pack up your bags and yeah. leave like. they don't say well, I was watching these videos on YouTube and it turns out you're like oh god yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually on a similar note um, neighbours I won't mention who yeah. were really lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> really lovely yeah. and helpful but um, their sister came to visit and uh I think I might have told you the story before, but sure, I'll tell you again. You tell it on air. Yeah, I'll tell it to all of our adoring fans. Yeah. Uh, our legion of listeners. Our legion of listeners. Hi, Sinead. Hi, <laughs> 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 Yvonne. <laughs> um, she, she, 
I'd never met her before, and she was clearly visiting her family. Uh, this this woman in her kind of mid fifties, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and she kind of, I was out with my dog, and she kind of leaned in the backyard, and she leaned over the wall, and oh, you know, lovely dog, and I'm like, oh hi, are you so and so's sister? Yes, yes, yes. I said, um, I'd, I'd shake your hands, but given the circumstances, obviously, you know, what with COVID and everything going on, yeah. and her whole demeanor changed, and she just went, "You don't believe in that shit, do you?" I was like the and it's you know those times when the 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 atmosphere the tone everything just you can physically feel it you can yeah. feel it all of a sudden it was just it just went from you know fairly warm and welcoming to this icy. Is nice <laughs> yeah and you know when you're looking at so into someone's eyes and you 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 know it begins to dawn on you quite quickly they're not the full shilling mm. right um I'm averting my gaze as I look yeah, at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Just with, in case you cop on. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. And, and I go kind of somewhat innocently. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't do, do I believe in that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, all that's uh, RTE, scamdemic nonsense. Like, it's all, it's, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. I'm like, how, how do you figure that one out? And she goes, she says, what was it she said now? Um, oh, we live in a communist state now, don't you know? I'm like, I'm sorry. You think under Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, we're in a communist state? Like, and she was like, oh, yes, yes. And then this is the kicker, right? She yeah. goes, you don't believe me? Google New World Order. Google New World. I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe you should Google communism. And see. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe don't, maybe acknowledge that Google's a private entity that you're looking things up on in the first place. Like, it's not. It's, 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 you know, you've just gone, I don't believe this private entity or these people. I believe this big corporation that tracks my data and, you know, uses algorithms to filter everything yeah. to suit my worldview and my echo chamber. I was totally, totally blown away. And, there was a point to that. Where did we start off with that? We we're talking about parenting, but I, I don't know how we went down. This I guess. I guess my take on that is, and it, that's an important one. Is this like social media? That was the point I was going to make. But yeah, no, go for it. Go. Well, I was just going to ask, what, what, what's your your uh, oh no, perspective on social media for them? My kids, you have never, you'll never see, and have never seen their face online. Um, I don't believe in doing that. I'm not criticizing anyone who does. I just yeah. personally don't want to. Um, I feel if they want to do that, they can make that choice themselves. And regime, I agree completely. Yeah, let them make that choice and have them look back on a lifetime of regret of pictures of them eating their cornflakes. I mean, <laughs> I get there's some people I know, and they're lovely people. It's like, oh, look at my darling son eating his cornflakes. You're yeah. like, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand people I know who have Instagram accounts for their kids. I don't understand. No, none of this makes sense to me. Um, like you may see the back of their heads. Yeah, in a photo or something like that. You know, makes for some very arty takes on yes. you know, <laughs> lots of backs of heads, and you know, yeah. Uh, the way I see it for that, and I, you know, I've had arguments with friends over this who like were at they're at a, uh, an event and they took some pictures and then they put them up online, and I was, like, I was like, you need to take them down straight yeah. away. I was like, you know how I feel about this, yeah. And they went, oh, I thought you might have changed your mind. You're like, yes, I changed my <laughs> entire worldview. Yes, just because Since you were before I a mentioned picture. at the party not to put, you know, that's just yeah. kind of was like, as if I was going to let it go. Yeah. And I think that's something that's important is however you feel as a parent, unless you're not bad now or right wing, not bad, yeah. but your views of who you are as a person and how the world should be, 
I think it's important that you stand your ground and let your kids see that. Yeah, absolutely. Like with that lady, you know, in that kind of scenario, if your kid was standing beside you, there may have been a time in your life where people were like, oh, I'm not willing to enter a conflict. Whereas I think with that, you need to show them at a young age, if there's a problem, you need to challenge it. Yeah. You know, if there's something wrong here, you need to tackle it head on. But are you going to give them access to social? Because that's what we're, you were like, you know, that's what started me off on that tangent really was, you mentioned something about them looking things up on YouTube and coming. Like I said, I don't want my child to show up and turn out conservative and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm not joking about. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, another yeah. discussion. But you know, and so what's your attitude to like when would you introduce them to social media as soon as possible so that they get used to it, or later on once you kind of like properly. Uh, brainwash them into thinking your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? And that's the thing, that's a danger too. I, I don't know, it's, it's difficult. This is a question I ask myself all the time because obviously at the moment they are online, but not online in certain ways. They, they're they Like kids' YouTube and stuff. Not even that, but like Zoom calls with their friends during lockdown so that they still have some sort of connect. And yeah. let's be honest, the world we're moving into that will be some element of socialization is going to happen online and people will connect through that and we've all done that through video calls the last years anyways and more so as as more of the people you know in your life become scattered around the world that's the way you stay in touch with people but my take on it is the reason I don't put them as in like their pictures or videos online is I figure if you're going to be a part of their life you'll be a part of their life so you're going to see them Yeah, maybe I'll send you you know uh, pictures and from my, you know, I, I had like share like a, like a private gallery space. I put pictures of the kids and stuff on that I right. send to people in the family and stuff. Yeah. And that's fine because I've chosen to do that yeah. and I've, I've acknowledged your part of their life directly. But yeah. me putting a picture of my kid out there just to get like all the nice comments on Facebook yeah. from people I barely know, I, I don't get it. Like It's a little bit like the, there used to be a TV show of the kind of stage moments and stuff. Yeah. You know, they like force the kids out onto onto the stage and yeah, yeah. all dressed up and everything. And oh, these junior pageant things are crazy. Yeah, like. it's kind of similar. It's kind of going because, yeah. and on some level, whether parents want to admit it or not, I think they're living vicariously through their kids in some way. Yeah, right. 100%. You know, kids are out there. All the, it, it's like Munchausen by proxy. I, I guess there's, there's, one, like, there's one part of it where you probably want your kids to, no matter how good your own life has been or whatever, you probably want to make sure they have a better life without yeah. challenges. And I, I can agree with that in some ways, but also too, you need challenge in life. You know, yeah. I think picking up your kid as soon as they fall, you know. No. Like, I've noticed that with like, especially like the difference between, sorry, especially between the, like the difference between mums and dads without wanting to generalize. Yeah. You know, I've, Sinead and I go to the play park with um, uh, a couple of our, um, Patrick and Fiona. Hi, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, and we go to the park with, with their, their little girl. And, you know, she, if, if she has a fight with one of the kids or she falls over or whatever, Fiona's like, <gasps> and she runs to go and, you know, she wants to whatever. And then, all right, are you? Oh no, I'm saying I can edit this out afterwards if you want. If you no, say no, anything. no, no, I haven't mentioned your name. Yeah. But then, but Patrick's kind of like you know he says to me, "Well, I'll just kind of stand back and mm. you know, I don't, I'm not like immediately wanting to jump in." Yeah, but yeah. I'm not knocking either approach. I'm just kind of saying it's interesting to see how certainly in that dynamic. But I've seen it across a few relationships. Yeah, funny enough, I'd probably be the same. I'm kind of like oh, leave him alone for a minute, see what yeah. happens, and then. 
it's they're like Italian soccer players. If no one's giving them a bit of attention, they stop crying. You know, that's a really good analogy. That's <laughs> good. To, oh, I'll have to remember that one. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, the world's most offside and most disallowed goal team in the last World Cup. Yeah, are you a big soccer fan? Not at all. No, no, no. Okay, me neither. No, <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean, briefly, that sounded like I knew his tongue, but yeah, that, that was, I see. I'm like a you know, once every four years, I'm like the World Cup. Yeah, oh, I like soccer. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and so, yeah, I'm thinking along the kids' kind of direction again, and just because, as I said, we're, we're like five months away. Yeah. Um, and. Well, first off, just to backtrack a little bit, I never mm. wanted kids, yeah. right? And this is, I mean, this is news to Sinead. Like, yeah, yeah. When we first started dating, it was completely off the table. I was like, no, no interest, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then as obviously as time went by, things changed and yada, yada. And I mean, without going into too much detail, but we did have one bout of bad luck yeah. previously and uh, lost a baby as a result. But in the run-up too, before that happened, I had to get used to the idea of, Mm. We were going to have a baby fairly quickly. Yeah. And then obviously that didn't work out. But by that point, it was like, well, now I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, you know. And so this time around, we were kind of, well, first of all, we had a lot of stuff we'd already bought and prepared for. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's kind of, we, we are doing all the reading. I know you said don't bother with books and things, but there is a lot of yeah. kind of, I mean, there's a few online classes and things as well. And oh, look, I'm not saying you should go in and go like, "What does a baby look like?" Not know that. <laughs> you know, it's pretty small, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, like, you can over-engineer the situation. Yeah. yeah because, yeah. like, you're teaching the kids, but you're learning lessons yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, and I guess learning lessons, le- lessons, <laughs> learning lesions, lesions, <laughs> learning lessons about who you are and your kind of tolerance for certain things and yeah. how you feel about stuff. Um, and just don't ever be too hard on yourself. You know, yeah. like it's not fucking easy. It really isn't. Shut but up, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's not like you didn't know that. It's not like anyone didn't yeah. know that. It's not like anyone's going like, sure, it'll be a breeze. Is it too late to take this back? <laughs> yeah. What's the returns policy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, it'll also change and shape you as a person and like, of course. isn't that kind of life in general yeah. you know you said a while ago you didn't you, you never wanted kids and you changed there just like yeah. you'll change as a parent and yeah. then that's that's all part the ultimate adventure really yeah. is you know being being I mean, able it, to introduce it, someone else to yeah. the world like and equally that. it's not for some people and I totally understand that yeah. and those people are just as happy as anyone else and that's grand and I, I myself probably would have thought a few years ago I wasn't too bothered about having kids but to be honest with you now that we have it's as much as in all as it challenges us, it's still the best thing that happened for us, you know? It's yeah. hard to imagine oh god here hard to imagine life without them. Violent. Yeah. But it's true though, you know, in that like they quickly become such the centre of what you do on a day to day basis. Stop crying, Jeff. Yeah, no, right. Um, it made me make a massive change in my life. It made us change yeah. from the restaurant business, which was a huge beast of a thing, to that, yeah. decide that it wasn't the right thing for us if we wanted to value our time. And it's also to step back to a point you said in the previous episode: is like, how do I manage myself as a business and my desire for growth? You know, Whoa, that's we've gone from babies to business. I know, right? <laughs> One fell. Asleep. I know, right? It's it's very much like, well, I do it now in such a way that I can have both, but. The balance yeah. has to be right, but priority has to be family. Yeah. You know, 
But then those priorities are aligned because I need financial stability to make sure that me and me and my wife and my kids are okay, but enough that I'm actually there for them. Do you have that kind of hunter gatherer? I mean, without necessarily hunting. Yeah. But you're gathering, I guess. <laughs> But do you have that kind of sense of like me provide for family? Is there like a, a male kind of like ooga, 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 kind of? Uh, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I'm not knocking it. I just... Anyone who knows me is like Jeff's not that manly. What do you know? <laughs> um, no, yes and no. You've got, you, like you've got the most amazing facial topiary, like, like, <laughs> the epitome of masculinity. Like that's like what I wouldn't give to <laughs> to have that. But yeah, sorry. Like uh, yes and no. Like. It's hard to, you know, overestimate the value of the time that's given to the kids in the home as well. Yeah. Like I'm under no illusions of the fact that I'm a, that I am out there on doing I'm most doing, of the employment, yeah. the work in that in that natural finite. But Yvonne spends more time at home with them than I do, and what she does is as valuable and worth as much. Yeah, in yeah, another way course. like you can't measure in financial worth because you can't check how much it is against your your mortgage payment but that doesn't matter because one isn't doesn't exist without the other oh no of course you know? not of course not but I mean um, do you get that said I know that you're both providing and you're both of course yeah. but I just mean in terms of does it speak in some level because you know how you were talking about wanting to like almost rise to the challenge and mm. be provide for family first and that kind of yeah, yeah. is there some does it tap into some sort of you know, archetypal or kind of ancient kind Does of dig into something that's in your deep in your DNA. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like I him. guess. Like, I, I could see how difficult it would be for someone if they're ever in a situation where, especially if they're self-employed and the business failed and that le- left the family in a bad situation. I can only imagine how dark a moment that would be for you, deep in your soul. Like, yeah. it would be a fairly deep kind of hurt that would be hard to recover from. Yeah, of course. Because um, no matter what anyone would tell you, you would feel like you would let them down. Yeah, I could understand that. I could completely understand that. Yeah. Um, because I did in some way feel like that in the previous business when I realized that because we'd moved from an environment where two of us had worked in the business and it was just me, I got even though I was trying to balance two things, I'd let myself be a bit too consumed by keeping the business going. Right. And okay. I realized that I wasn't giving enough time to the other things that my kid needed yeah, you know of course. and that was what made us make the decision pretty early on it was like I could see where it was headed again talking about that I could see like 10-15 years down the track and how my relationship with, with her as a father would be impacted by my decisions you know of course um, of course yeah, yeah. so it, it's yeah it's been a without wanting to turn it into a a kind of once again with, without wanting to make it cynical in any way but mm you've also it's so dramatically changed your own perspective on things and how you approach stuff and in quite a healthy way it sounds as well I can only hope to do the same and to follow in your footsteps (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I'm sure like you still have plenty of time to figure it out yes right yeah I better get the drinking in and everything in now I guess oh yeah that's tip number one (laughs) (laughs) because by god yeah, one glass of wine or two beers and a crying baby in the middle of the night and you're not going to know yourself the next day yeah like, it's it's hangovers will be will happen a lot easier and it will be a lot less worth it <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm already kind of rounding turning a corner anyway we mm-hmm. had uh, um, so we've got a dog uh, yeah. but we decided in the eternal wisdom of COVID to get a second one um, we thought as company for the first yeah uh, 
little, considering that the first dog was really quite content being queen of the, queen bee of the house. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so Just when diluted we, the attention, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when we brought little this little, um, well, it was a mix of like a whippet and kind of like a greyhoundy kind of mix. Anyway, we called him Odie. Yeah. Um, when we brought him along, and he was teeny and he was a lovely dog and really friendly and affectionate and everything, we brought him along. First of all, we made all the mistakes. Instead of leaving him on his own to kind of cry it out and get used to his cage and whatever, it was like, oh, yeah. bring him into the bed. Ooh, <laughs> slippery slope. Yes, because then he never left the bed. Yeah. And then, um, but he would wake up, you know, throughout the night needing to go to the loo. And by some miracle, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything in yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. He would make the noise, start winching and crying. It's like, I need to go. Yeah. And so, sounds like you're getting the practice run in, man. We had the practice. That's the point. And exactly, <laughs> we had the practice run. Yeah. Um, and I was just. And there were a couple of times when I had a tipple or two, yeah, 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 yeah. a dram or two, you yeah. know. And oh, the misery after mm. having to then get up. And it, I wasn't even necessarily pissed or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually on one of those days. I was. I'd been up since four, and I was kind of had fallen asleep on the sofa with Papa in my arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Sinead's sister was over at the time. She's a nurse in the UK. Um, and she came down and, you know, oh, he slept here. He's like, yeah, another night. Yeah, they had a small talk, small talk. And then Sinead comes down and goes, guys, <laughs> what? And she's holding two pregnancy tests in her yeah, hand. Yeah. And it was so surreal. It was like, you know, I'm pregnant. Oh my God. You know, yeah. and I, inside I was rejoicing. Yeah. But I just couldn't physically do anything. I was just like staring at her like, wow. <laughs> like, you know, like a brain injury victim or something. Yeah. Like, I was just yeah. staring. Tiredness does weird things to you, man. Yeah. Because like, that's, that's what I tell you. Like, one of my friends asked me this, uh, like, oh, maybe a year or two ago before they had their first kid. And he was like, what's going to be like now? Give it to me straight. And I was like, well, you know how you've been tired? He was like, yeah. I was like, do you know how you've been really tired? He was yeah. I was like, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Like you haven't experienced tiredness. <laughs> You've never known tiredness in your life. <laughs> they say that young couples or old couples, whatever the case may be, yeah. that when you uh, the, uh, the first few months of sleep deprivation actually inflict a, a, a level of brain damage on couples, that you actually sustain a level of brain damage from the sleep deprivation. One hundred percent believe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear, we dear, had a dear. weird scenario because we like there's 21 months between our kids, so you know he had just started to settle when baby number two came along. So oh, did you not learn your lesson? I know, right? <laughs> so that we had that, and then he was just started to settle when she started to suffer from like night terrors and stuff. So we had a oh, wow. good long run of a couple of years of like not much sleep, and early days, and that was like we're winding down the previous business, and then we're starting this business, and. Like, there's this parts of all that I don't really remember, I feel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's a lost few years yeah, there. Yeah, you know, there's definitely aspects of I'm like, how, how, when was that? How did that all happen? Did I actually do all that stuff? You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, it's You're weird. not selling it, Jeff. You're not oh, selling it. <laughs> it's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. People pay to have experiences, so you're getting this one for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's weird. Um, but you know what? I've been someone who's kind of experienced tiredness all my life. I've always been a terrible sleeper and I've always had weird jobs and weird hours. Yeah. Like a previous 
before the restaurant because restaurants like you just you keep crazy hours. Yeah, and, you know. Let's be honest. Early days restaurant when you're young, you're you're, you're either tired or hungover or drunk half the time. Oh yeah, it was awful, you know? awful. When I worked in hospitality for like four years, there was a point, and I shit you not, right? Yeah. I worked in a bar called Oran Moore in Glasgow, which was actually converted old church. It's a bit funny, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it means something different. I yeah. should remember this. It was like the water of life or something is Oran Moore and. I could have got that completely wrong. But anyway, um, I should remember that and I don't. Uh, but anyway, I used to work in Oranmore and um, it was an old converted church. And sometimes I'd work in the brasserie. Sometimes I'd work in the function hall upstairs. Big, beautiful, cavernous. It was up in the kind of bell tower area of the church. Um, so you'd have weddings and stuff there. Anyway, and then they had a club downstairs. So some shifts I would start at 11 in the morning and finish at 4 in the morning. I just went the full yeah. thing. And obviously you sustained yourself on coffee, like the oh, whole yeah. time. That's where my coffee addiction really started. Yeah. And you had free access to the coffee machine. Because right? if you don't have time to eat, you can always just have espresso. Yeah, exactly. And I would have double espressos. I would have about six, between six and eight double espressos throughout that shift yep. to keep you going. First of all, because I'm compulsive anyway. It's a magical roller coaster of a ride, isn't it? When you yeah. Do that, it's like... Oh, bad. I'm so bad right now. I'll have double espresso. Woohoo! And then you're, yeah. oh my God, I'm coming back down again. Exactly. I know I'll sort this exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, you were saying you were doing the. Oh, yeah. Just like the restaurant thing. Like it's, you know, the hours are bizarre. And, and you had and you had a, a a baby at the, towards the tail end of it, you had a baby. Was, was Yeah, the same we would have had. Same overlap, like. Yeah, we. Tia would have been about two and a half when we finished up the restaurant, which means our son had just was only about six months old, and wow. like winding down a business like that. Fair is is the term fair play? I don't know, man. Do, do you fair play masochism? I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. Tired, tiredness has always been a companion in my life. Any job I've ever had, I used to keep. I used to keep. I used to work in construction in Ireland back in the early. 2006, 2007, 2008. Kind of. yeah. I used to do these bizarre shifts where you'd start at half two in the morning. In construction? Yeah, because you'd have to get out big concrete pours out before any traffic to continue your supplies. Our shift used to be like, we'd do half two in the morning to half four in the evening that day. Right. Then a re- the regular shift of seven in the morning to six the next day. Then back to the half two, then the regular, then back to the half two. Jesus. And then a half day on a Saturday. So we did this, I remember doing this for one whole summer. And like to be fair, they paid me handsomely for all the overtime. But the one, we were moving house at the time as well. I just remember moving house. You don't do anything by halves, do you? Nah, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, one night we moved we moved into the house and uh, I was like, okay, that's, that's everything. And I'm just going to chill and go and get a beer. And other than having a kid, this was the most tired I've ever been in my life where I reached into the fridge, grab a beer. And it, it seems to me in my memory, my hand must have passed through the beer bottle because otherwise I don't know how I managed just to like basically knock over the whole shelf of beer where my own body was so tired it couldn't I don't know that my brain rejected the thought of putting alcohol into yes. it because it was so tired <laughs> or just I didn't have any motor function left <laughs> it's your body speaking to you yeah, I was no. like do not touch that <laughs> yeah. I worked in I worked on a couple of film sets in Malta and it would be the same same way you'd do kind of 15 hour shifts and whatever or more depending on which was totally illegal but you yeah. know the, the multi when it comes to film I'm also got a really long history of film. Like, mm, it, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff being shot there. Yeah, to, you know, Munich, Gladiator, you know, U five seven one. If you ever saw that, remember it. Um, 
loads of films anyway right. uh, none of which I, I was involved in <laughs> but uh, Assassin's Creed was one I was involved on okay uh, and that was filmed in and uh, The Promise which was um, oh now I'm going to kick myself he's the Irish director who worked with Jim Sheridan and did like My Left Foot and Terry, Terry George okay that's his name um, he did a film called The Promise as well anyway long stupid stupid hours and because the Maltese are like the white Mexicans of the Mediterranean frankly okay. um, it's all service line stuff it's rarely any yeah. kind of above the line kind of yeah. work on films anyway um, and one of the days like I used to smoke like a chimney drink all the coffee like I said absolutely ridiculous and I remember going there was one of the nights where we were kind of let off early but you'd so you'd you'd start off at like six in the morning and you wouldn't finish until 11 at night sorry four in the morning mm. wouldn't finish until 11 at night say and then start up again at four in the morning right mm. so you were getting no making good money but <laughs> getting yeah, yeah. no sleep for it right. no then, time to spend that money yeah exactly exactly um and then there was the one night where we finished early and by early i mean it was like eight or nine or whatever and we're mm. like, should we all grab a quick drink before um so pop to pop along to a bar anyway I'm not driving all well and good grab have the one beer and the one beer knocks me for six and I'm just like I'm barely halfway through it going nodding off in my chair and I was like you okay like, I mean I'm not I'm not going to pretend I'm an Oliver Reed here like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of you know but you know halfway through a beer and I'm basically the the drunk old guy in the corner going <laughs> that went off in the town yeah yeah, well, just essentially, that's like practice for being a new parent. Cool, you know. Except, for, except for you practice. don't get to go to the bar. No, no. <laughs> Unless Let's... you follow that weird old Irish tradition of wetting the baby's head. If you've heard this one, have you? I think so. It's, yeah, it's. Is that like an actual thing? Ah, uh, like I don't know if it happens so much anymore, but like there was very much a case of like, well done, fair play to you. I don't know what the guy did to deserve such <laughs> paramount <laughs> praise in these scenarios, but. <laughs> the woman the soldiers to, are still working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know, the lady got to spend the night minding the baby that was born. Where the guy got to go off and like have have pints to wet the baby's head. I think I saw something like that. Is there a film called The Snapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember. I saw that really hungover actually, and it's mm-hmm. such a bizarre film. When you're... Yeah, like I actually, funnily enough, watched that again recently as well. And it's it's kind of like an interesting kind of snapshot of Ireland at the time as well. Yeah, like that whole series of the commitments and the van and all that yes. too. You yes, know? I saw that too. Um, yeah, they'd be interesting ones to go back and see. Who knows? Maybe there's a. a a commentary track for one of these coming up for us. You yeah, know? yeah, like a review of the old timey Irish films yeah. and whatever. That's Into the West and stuff like that. I haven't seen Into the West. I, you know, I can't really comment because I know I've seen it, but it's been so long. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite an old one, anyway, isn't it? Oh, like it's early nineties, I think. Gabriel Byrne is in it. Oh, I thought it was age. older than that. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. I, I feel like I remember seeing it when I was a kid, so it must be around that. Like, and that's where we betray our. Uh, difference in ages there uh, oh, yeah well it would have been very late 80s let's put it that way right and I, wouldn't, yeah. I probably wouldn't have been allowed into the cinema <laughs> right 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 it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah I I mean I, I think I've taken something away from this for when I become a you know become a dad yeah I mean, like I Jeff know. talked a lot about being tired <laughs> that's yeah. all I remember yeah and uh, Drinking is what good was it practice. he said? Watch into the West. That was it. <laughs> that was he. <laughs> Watch into the West. Drinking is good practice. Uh, oh, and you know, 
don't be afraid you're not going to drop the baby. Yeah. I think that was it. Pretty much, yeah. That's my three top tips there, if you know. I wonder if anyone else has got any kind of advice on parenting. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, look, what's interesting is we're probably all, and this is hilarious, I find it, we're probably all being parents at a later stage in life than our own parents were parents. Yeah. And yet they were probably more mature then than we are now because they'd lived more real life, I'd imagine, in some ways. I suppose, yeah. I suppose, I mean, it's hard. I think that we're probably, like, I'm not knocking parents and whatever, but I think we might be poised to, to do a better job of it, perhaps, than a lot of our parents did. I can't speak for your own, obviously, mm, and yeah, yeah. I can't necessarily speak for mine, <clears throat> but... They're not going to be listening to this, it's fine. They're not going to be listening to that anyway, no. But, um, but I think that's... Uh, we're just emotional intelligence and kind of you know well, willingness to be in touch with that and yeah, it's, well, it's, it's more okay now than it, you know I, I those read, traditional roles you mentioned yeah. about like you know me provide family it was more perceived as the way it should be back then yeah and also I mean like I, I read for Christmas Sinead gifted me um, Rodol's Boy mm. um, his memoir of being a yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. It's a long time ago since I read that, but I remember it being quite it, good. It was the same for me, and I kind of mentioned it in passing to her, and she remembered, and I got it for yeah. Christmas. And um, and so I reread it. It's a short, short enough read as well. Yeah. And his upbringing in public school England. Yeah. But I mean, verged on a sociopathic, what they did to the kids. That's crazy you know, the stuff. caning and the, yeah. the verbal abuse and the bullying and everything else. And, you know, the, the, they had what, what were called fags then. Yeah. Um, which was no allusion to homosexuality or yeah. anything. There's no slur in that respect. It was just they were like the servants of the older boys. Yeah. Which, like, the whole boarding school system was totally messed up. And yeah. their parents kind of thought it was totally. That's kind of. Well, it's going to really shape them for life. Yeah, make a man out of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's just the boys. So obviously, we've heard all about what happened to the women in Ireland and, yeah. you know, growing up. So. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I like to think maybe we're in a slightly better position to parents. I think we're in, yeah, I don't know if I'd say we're in a better world, but we're perhaps in one with better opportunities for us as parents. Yeah, I mean, the world's going to end in a few years anyway. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's all going to shite. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Circling back around to our favorite topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's all going to hell in a basket, but at least yeah. we'll have parented, parented well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I raise them right, that's all. <laughs> little, little Johnny would have had a good run of five years before. For <laughs> a long time. Yeah. Right. Listen, if anyone else has got some advice for parenting, I would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, fire it my way. Uh, I don't think Jeff needs any advice, but. <laughs> well, hey, man, I could be getting this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, any advice, please, please let me know anyway. Alright guys, we're going to wrap that up for today's episode. As ever, you can always reach out to us through the Instagram or the email address. All that will be left in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Creative Voices. This podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography. For more information, find us on Instagram, treebark.store or at P3B underscore photos. You can visit our website, treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.